And welcome to What Y'all Reading, a podcast where two friends and librarians gush over writing, talk about characters like we know them in real life, and nerd out over any historical connection we can find. You can expect 30 minutes filled with fun, laughter, and a new YA book review every Wednesday. I'm Madeline. And I'm Alyssa. And this week, we actually watched The Breakfast Club, and then we decided to recommend books and review books that kind of have a similar storyline as this classic cult, I was going to say novel, that's not yes. right, movie. <laughs> I mean, technically it's a screenplay, so it's written down somewhere. <laughs> technically, yes. I mean, you can find it on Goodreads and add it if you so choose. Yes. Okay. So we just thought it would be really fun uh, change of pace because we really loved doing the Knight's Tale mm-hmm. episode where we watched a movie. And it was kind of a good break for us to be able to watch a movie and then think about books that we've read that already that are like that. So yeah, kind of a fun special episode. So we watched The Breakfast Club. I rewatched it last week. When did you rewatch it, Alyssa? I re I tried to rewatch it this week, but then life got away from me. So I like like watched random clips, and I was like, "Oh, okay, we're good. I got this." <laughs> yeah, I definitely was reading a book at the same time as I rewatched it because I was like I've seen this movie so many times and it's yes and they're in the same room for almost two hours oh my god and if you know the nuances of what happened because there's not like a whole lot that happens in between like the pop culture reference things you know yeah yeah so I I was actually telling Madeline before we started recording when I watched it growing up, I watched it like on cable TV. And so you know how they shorten and condense movies for t- cable TV? Well, one of the scenes they cut was the scene where like, you know, where they get kind of crazy and start dancing around the library and doing all these crazy things. Well, they were apparently smoking weed. And in the, the versions mm-hmm. I watched on TV, there was no weed scene. So I was rewatching like a scene and I was like, wait, a joint? Oh my god, wait, they're smoking weed? Oh my god, wait, this makes so much more sense now. <laughs> yes, so what happens in that part is like, I think it's like past lunch and they're just kind of, you they're know, zoning done. Out. They're tired. Yeah. Our mm-hmm. And so rebel. they find, yeah. He pulls out a joint they and they all just start. His- What's his name? Is his name Bender? That's so, it. Um, Bender, yeah. They go into Bender's locker. I forgot about this part. This is so funny. So they sneak out of the library and they go to Bender's locker and he has to like undo like a code and like it's written on the outside like go in here or and die or whatever. Mm-hmm. So when he opens the locker, <laughs> there's like a guillotine. Guillotine? Yeah, guillotine. Guillotine? Guillotine. <laughs> That's well, one of we're the... We're American. We're going to butcher it, it anyway. I how to say it. <laughs> so anyway, it like chops down in the regular locker. So it would mm-hmm. actually cut off your hand. Um, and then he like reaches into the top 
and pulls out this big, big brown grocery bag. And he like reaches in and grabs another grocery bag. And he reaches in and grabs another grocery bag. He does this like three or four times. Um, and then he like pulls it out. And one of them is like, are those drugs? <laughs> you know, and he's like, no, or whatever, you know. He gives his little smart ass <laughs> remark and it's so great. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. I don't know why I just I never knew that that part of it I never knew it was weed and it's not just like I'm so ignorant I didn't know I like literally all the versions I watch on cable television they cut that part out never had it and I was like oh, I've been lied to and it really wouldn't make it. sense because they not only dance around the library they like climb up the statues and like. Bender yeah, I didn't know what was going on when I was a kid. I just thought they lost their fucking minds because they'd been stuck in a building in the <laughs> same room for hours. I was like, oh, they're just losing it. It's fine. But, you know, oh, yeah. can I just say, yes. why is the library the place for the punishment? That <laughs> bugs me. <laughs> I, think, I think, honestly, it was because it's like the – room that's right across from principal vernon's office so he can just like listen in um so if you've not seen this movie go watch it it's um so good it's been out for a little bit of like we're not spoiling anything (laughs) it's been out for um 35 years 35 years and i was looking Alyssa told me that earlier and i was like looking at her and i was like Thinking to myself, well, that's a long time. And then I was like, oh, wait, I was born in 87. <laughs> so, <Oopsie>. I mean. <laughs> but anyway, it has Molly Ringwald in it, who's the princess. And um, Ali Sheedy, who plays Allison, which I didn't realize that her name was also Allie. Um, mm-hmm. Bender, who's the rebel. He's um, played by Judd Nelson. There's a, a nerd guy that is played by Brian. And then um, Principal Vernon. And then um, the wrestler is Emilio Estevez. Estevez. So also fun fact, I was Googling some stuff for this episode. And I don't know why I did not realize that Emilio Estevez, his brother is Charlie Sheen. I did what? not Yes. I didn't know that. Are they half siblings? They might. I guess I'm not 100% sure. Kind of now. I just was like, it was like a Where Are They Now episode. And I was watching it. I was like, okay, cool. You know, I'll watch a Where Are They Now. And he was like something about, with his brother, Charlie Sheen. I was like, wait, what? He's okay. the eldest son of actor Martin Sheen. Hmm. Oh, so where did Estevez come from? Is that just a stage name? No. Anyhow, we're getting way off topic. Yeah, we are. So, um, when I was watching, is the guy who plays in the public the movie about the library in um, Ohio? Anyway, if you haven't seen that, also watch that because that movie's great. Um, I saw him, and I was like, "Oh, the next one we should do." Is the Mighty Ducks? <gasps> oh my god! Wait, how long have right? it been? Oh my oh, god! It's been some years since I've seen the Mighty Ducks. And Duck. you know that D two was 
I I feel like D two the Mighty Ducks was a little bit better than the first one. So, hey, so you know when I grew up, my t- I know. So my dad was a hockey player, and oh. he went to college. He did hockey, and then when we were really little, he would like go to the ice rink and he refed for like uh, I don't know if it was college or adult league or whatever. Um, so we would always play with his hockey stuff in the basement, like all of his smelly pads and stuff like that and all of his trophies but we also got to go to the rink and stuff so I remember being really little and going to the rink um anyhow so of course we watched Miracle on Ice and the Mighty Ducks (laughs) yeah and I wanted to play hockey hockey. and my dad was like it's too dangerous and then my brother he put him in hockey and then he was like no I get too sweaty and then like that next year was like Fritz in the Nutcracker <laughs> love it oh my goodness um this is so, so off topic I'm so sorry is. hold on let's let's I'm trying to think let's cycle back um 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 so okay. what does this movie mean to you I guess I want to ask you that question yeah um this is very organic. I don't know. It's just kind this. of like, yeah, it's kind of a cult classic, but it doesn't mean anything like super, super special to me. Mm-hmm. I think maybe because it was older, but I always, always loved Bender. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. yeah. I um, also always loved Bender. Yes. I don't know if that that's like the first yeah. spark of my, I like the bad dark dark swarthy like boys which are never good for me (laughs) anyway um so i just so for me this movie was just something my mom watched it when she was younger and then Mm -hmm. like she would watch it when i was a kid and i'd be like oh mom what are you watching she goes oh it's from when i was a teenager and i'm like okay i'm still gonna sit down and watch Mm -hmm. it like Mm -hmm. um it's just always been like a movie that's there i don't know how to explain it yeah. And it also gave me unrealistic yeah. expectations of high school. <laughs> <laughs> I never got that. I don't think maybe I just didn't watch it enough. Um, but it was just kind of like, I think maybe I watched Dirty Dancing more than I watched The Breakfast Club, <gasps> which we should do an episode on that too. Yes. Because Patrick oh, okay. So I just thought of another one I would love to do an episode on because I've seen it so many times. You're going to die. Okay, one more, and then we've got to get back to the movie. Okay, Forrest Gump. I'm going to nix that. (laughs) First of all, if y'all didn't know this, Forrest Gump was filmed in our town and in Savannah, Georgia, and the chocolates came from the chocolate tree downtown and... It's this whole thing, it, along with Pat Conroy, and I'm just, like, kind of over it. I have a letter from Tom Hanks, ma'am. Why? I wrote to him. I wrote to him about, I was just like, because I watched, this is such a side note, I am so sorry, you guys. I never, <laughs> never reach out to anyone. I got my first typewriter. Nerd and I was status just, a million. Oh, my nerd status was, like, to the extreme. I got my first typewriter, and I saw this documentary where Tom Hanks was in it. And I was like, he has such a huge collection of typewriters. And someone said, like, if you write, if you write him a letter, he types you one back. And I was like, wait, what? So I typed him a letter on my typewriter. 
mailed it to him, and I got a response. It is framed. <laughs> that's kind of crazy. Tom Hanks is one of those actors that's like a really, we're so off topic on this we're whole episode. So, I'm so sorry, He's like guys. a really, <laughs> so just let me finish this thought, and then we promise we'll get back to the movie. So Tom Hanks is one of those actors that's like, he's a really good actor, but I'm just like sick to death of seeing him and everything. And uh, like, I can't get past the volleyball, the Wilson mess. And when he was announced (laughs) to be Mr. Rogers, I was devastated. I was like, are you kidding me? Tom Hanks can't be Mr. Rogers. He looks nothing like him. And I was just like, he has too much actor baggage like he has too many other roles and i'm sure that there is some unknown actor out there who looks a lot more like mr rogers who could have done a fan fucking tastic job and it would have sold just as well because guess what it's mr rogers but no they had to go and put forrest gump homeless (laughs) wilson volleyball (laughs) well on that note Anyhow, um, let's let's move back to So the, this movie is about but, five kids yeah. that have are forced to spend Saturday in detention and they're all very unlikely people that would normally not hang out with each other. And then kind of by the end of this, I would say that they have kind of gone through this whole journey. Mm-hmm. And could kind of be seen as acquaintances, maybe friends in school, mm-hmm. like it's like a special bond that they share. Yeah. And I think it's, um, so there's a princess, a jock, a brain, a rebel, and um, a outcast. basket case. Basket case. Mm-hmm. Outcast, yeah, basket case. Um, so everybody's obviously very different. They hate each other's guts. Mm-hmm. And they're not allowed to do anything they're like not even allowed to make noise. The principal's right across the hall, but of course there's the rebel and he um, back talks in the beginning. This is actually kind of sad. He back talks in the beginning and to the principal and gets like seven more detentions in a row. And he's just like, whatever, whatever. And you almost kind of think like, is he doing that? He's doing it because he's angry, but also Mm -hmm. is he, keeping on doing it because his home life is just shit, you know? And then eventually the basket case admits that she just came because she had nothing better to do. Oh <laughs> I God, was like, right. What? Yeah. And then, and then the brain, um, <laughs> he gets detention because this is actually kind of really sad. So he took shop. And we're going to tell you spoilers because this is from 1985. So he took shop class and to get an easy A to make sure that his GPA was like super, super high because his parents put a lot of pressure on him for that. Mm -hmm. So he signed up for shop thinking it would be super easy. They made lamps. His lamp did not turn on and he got an F and flipped the fuck out. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so he was so, so, so mad that he brought a gun to school and they found a gun in his locker. So that's why he got it. And then like not 15 seconds later, come to find out it's a flare gun. (laughs) And so they all give him a really hard time about it. But like, you can like that guy does such a good job of acting. Like he's just absolutely devastated. And um, the princess Molly Ringwald gets it detention because she skips class to go shopping 
Um, and then the jock gets it because he like fought back, I guess, in a fight. Didn't he beat someone up, I thought. Yeah, he be- he because he beat up. a bully up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And his okay. dad is like freaked out because he's going to lose his like wrestling scholarship. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, so they all end up in in the room together and <clears throat> as things do, teenagers get bored, they sneak out and the rebel kind of like Bender kind of like leads it all he's like y'all we've got to live a little and so it's kind of really i maybe that's why i like him so much because he's like a stick it to the man and a leader you know Mm -hmm. um and then yeah so at the end they all share like their their terrible home lives and whatever and they have this moment where they're going around in a circle i feel like it's probably the most important scene in the book or in the book (laughs) in the movie where they go around and they say why they're in detention and they basically, you know, describe why their life is shitty. Like, mm-hmm. and it's just interesting because they get, they, they like fight over it because Bender's like, like, that's not shitty at all. Like you're so lucky or whatever. But, but the thing is that, you know, you only have your own experience and until you share your experience with other people. You don't know how it compares or what other people are going through. Um, So that means while your feelings on something could be super, super strong, like you could be absolutely devastated that you didn't get the A, those feelings are just as valid as Bender's feelings because he has like, you know, an alcoholic father or something, Mm -hmm. you know, and so that scene is very much uh, subconsciously kind of saying like your feelings are valid, but don't forget yeah. to talk to other people about theirs. You know? You know, I wonder if that's like Anyhow. why it was so important at the time. And so like Madeline tells me all the time, like feel your feels. And I'm like, okay. And mm-hmm. this is very much a movie where it's very much, okay, feel your feels and talk about it and grow from it. <clears throat> yeah. Which I think is why this movie had such an impact on the youth at the time. Because, like, yeah. the 80s was its own, like, I know each decade has its own big thing. But, like, think about it. You know? Technology starting to pick up in the 80s. and the 90s it explodes. and the 2000s it explodes. And yeah. It was a different time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. And I was just going to say something. What was I going to say? It was about this movie. Oh, they also have this scene. I think it's that same scene, actually, where they talk about how when they what's going to happen when they go back to school on Monday. Oh, my God. They all kind of get pissed at each other because they're like, I'm not going to talk to you. Like, even Mm -hmm. though they've developed this huge bond, because that's just the social structure of the high school. And it's super shitty. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Molly Ringwald is like, don't you think? that I don't hate doing what all of they all expect me to do, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's this, just this whole thing. And the only person that's like, yeah, I would still like hang out with you is the outcast. Um, Allison, because she's like, I don't, I don't have any friends. I would never betray you. And so then they have this conversation about like true friendship. So we're going to 
dive into maybe the books. Wait, before we do the books, can we do what character you think you are really quick? Yeah. Yeah, so we linked to some quizzes. <laughs> I know I took it. <clears throat> I just can't remember the my answer. So I think and I'll take a quiz later and I'll post my results on our Instagram feed so you guys can see. Um, but I think I'm a mix of Molly Ringwald and Allison. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm like, you know, kind of an outcast, but kind of like friends with people. Like when I first meet you, I'm going to be nervous as all hell. But then once you get to know me, I'm just like, hey. Yeah. Like. No, I think that that's actually perfect for you as a combination of those two. Mm-hmm. Um, I took the quiz and the first time I got the princess and I was like, no, that's not quite right. And then the second time I took it, I only changed two answers, by the way, and they were nominal. One was like, I don't eat breakfast and I changed it to I drink coffee for breakfast. And the other was like, um, what was the other question? Oh, it was like, who do you eat lunch with? And the first time I answered my friends and the second time I answered like by myself or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, the second time I got Bender. And so I was like, okay, I can see that a little bit more, but it's still not quite 100%. So then I was on the phone with my friend, Katie, and I was like, Katie, Katie, so I want you to tell me what member of the breakfast club you think I am. And she like deliberated over it. She's like, this is so hard. And I was like, yeah, I know I, I might be a mix. And she's like, yeah, you know what? I think that you're actually... If Molly Ringwald and the rebel had a baby, you're that person. (laughs) (laughs) So the the quiz was accurate. Yeah. So if you guys take the quiz, we want to see your results too. Let us know. Hit us up on Insta. I felt very old saying that. Old. So we have a whole list of books. I'm not going to, we're not going to read every book to you. I'm going to highlight some books that I've read and Melon's going to highlight some books that she's read. And then you can check our show notes. Show notes. Show notes. Uh, (laughs) So Midwestern. I love it when you Um, do that. For the full list. (laughs) I don't even know what to do with that. It's very late. I'm very tired. It's a long day, Mm -hmm. you guys. Okay. So the list is going to have a mixture. So please. So some of it's going to be like mm-hmm. high schooly books. Some of it are going to be angsty books. I have included some fantasy and thriller books that have kind of that general gang. No, that was bad. A general feel of like a group of friends together. Yeah. So. Group dynamic. Group dynamic. Thank you. I don't know where I was going with mm-hmm. um, Yes. <clears throat> so one of the books that I. Oh, 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 oh. So, of course, I picked fantasy books because like is me. Mm. Um, of course you do. One of them, mm-hmm. one of them is Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo, and if you've never heard me gush about Lee Bardugo before, brace yourselves because it's about to happen. Um, love Lee Bardugo. <laughs> she created the Creature Verse. Oh my god, it's amazing! They're making it into a Netflix show, and they need to hurry up and drop it because um, I just need it right now. Um, <laughs> but so the Six of Crows takes place. It's kind of in the Creature Verse, except it's in this place called Ketterdam. And it has a whole motley crew, and they have to go pull off the biggest heist ever. And they have to sneak into the Ice Palace in Northern Fjordan. And let me tell you, the Fjordans do not believe in the Grisha. 
So magic is banned. It's like very highly religious. So you have to sneak in. And it's a literal ice palace guarded by like giant Fjordan men and their wolves. It's great. So how is this like Breakfast Club, Alyssa? So you have your angsty guy, <laughs> Chaz Brecker. You mm-hmm. have your nerd, which is Wylan. Wylan? Mm-hmm. Wylan. You have Jesper. <gasps> Jesper. You have Inej, who would probably... Twilight like- Jesper? Did no, she borrow that um, name from Twilight? A better Jeff. No, not Jasper. Oh, Jasper. No, I, no. In Twilight, his name is Jasper. It's J E S P E R. That was J E S P J A. Oh no, we're gonna have to go. okay, keep going. I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> okay, so there's Inej. Inej, I would probably mark her as probably the outsider, just because she went through some shit. I'm not going to spoil it. Jesper is probably the jock. Along with Matthias. Matthias is the jock as well. A little bit of an outcast. It's and then Jasper. you have Nina. Is it Jasper? It's Jasper. I was wrong. Okay. Then you have Nina. Me. Nina, who is the princess. And let me tell you, dear listener, Nina is a thick, curvy girl who enjoys her waffles. Is my favorite. Okay. <laughs> you know, I love characters that love breakfast food. She you know who food. else loves breakfast food? Oh. Nate the Great. Nate the Great loves pancakes. <laughs> I never read Nate the Great, so I cannot contest. <laughs> It'll take you like a second to read it. Anyhow, right. Continue. Um, and so mm-hmm. probably the other one I want to highlight. Oh, this is gonna be so hard. Throne of Glass. By well, I'll go and you can pick. Oh, okay. Okay. So this one is very high fantasy. This is the first of her seven book series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so in the first book, you have a you have Selena Sardothian. Oh, I almost just ruined something. Um, you have Selena Sardothian. <laughs> Dorian and Kaol, and it's this, and then Nehemia. And it's a small group, but dang it, if it's not a very good group of kids, and they go through a, <laughs> a lot of things, a lot of things. I can't even talk about some of the things because it's just. Oh. I just can I pause, repeat this back to you, because dang it, they're just a good group of kids. <laughs> no. <laughs> You sounded like so old. Yeah, yeah, they're a great group of kids. I just, I love these books so much. So, if you've ever read Throne of Glass, I would. So, who is Selena? Selena's the outcast. Dorian's the jock. Slash the prince, because he's literally a prince. Kale is probably the brain. Slash the jock. And then Nehemia. She's a motherfucking princess. Like, she is the bomb. Dot com. Um, but it, there's so many other people that get added to that group and people that we lose in the group. I can't reveal anymore. Mm-hmm. They're so good. So good. So Are you ready? I picked, yes, I'm ready. I picked some more realistic fiction books. Um, 
So I went with that angle, the more the actual high school angle. So the first one I'm going to recommend is from 2015, and it's called The Infinite In Between by Carolyn Mackler. And it is about five randomly assigned to a group freshman high schoolers. And their assignment is to write letters to their future selves and to promise to get back together in four years and look at those letters that they wrote to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's Gregor's a, mu- a quiet, shy musician. Zoe's the daughter of a famous actress. Um, Jake's like the jock. Um, Mia's the weirdo. Um, and Whitney is like the beautiful, popular girl. Anyhow, so over the book actually takes place over the entire course of their high school career, which is really interesting. The way that Carolyn weaves it in, it's very, and it goes from everybody's point of view. Um, And in the the first part of the book, the points of view are shorter. And then as the book goes on, they're like a little bit longer. And Mm -hmm. as the book goes on and they go through more shit, they, the group actually gets closer together, which is just exactly like what happens in the breakfast club. But the way that she has spaced out this timeline and everything, it's just fast. It's just fascinating. Um, So the infinite in between, that's one of mine. And the other one I'm going to talk about is called The Interestings by Meg Wolitzer. And well, before I talk about that real quick, Catcher in the Rye is 100% angst on brand for Buford, for Buford, for Breakfast Club. So if you're looking for the same flavor angst, pick up Catcher in the Rye. Um, and also, if you're made to read it, you're going to hate it. But if you pick it up later in life, you're going to love it. Maybe. Never read it. This very polarizing book. Oh, I love it. Oh, I'm okay, anyway. So The Interestings by Meg Bolitzer. So I picked this book up because I have fond memories of summer camp and it's about these, this group of kids that are all, they all go to summer camp. It's like the summer arts camp. So of course I read it. Right. And there are five, five or six different kids. I forget how many, anyhow, it's through the course of the summers and then it follows them as they go through their life. And as they get older and there's like a relationship, like one one kid's like the super dorky kid, but super talented. And he loves the one girl, but she doesn't want to be with him because, you know, he's dorky. And so even though she loves him, she is an asshole as you are when you're young. And it's interesting because later in the book, he, the dorky guy actually becomes super fucking famous and actually married another girl that they went to camp with that was one of the friends. And so there's like a really weird dynamic. Anyhow, it's quite kind of cool because you can kind of see how that translates into adulthood, which is mm. um, a little bit unusual. Um, but I liked it. It's a little bit of a long haul, but is I liked it. it. Mm-hmm. But it's good. definitely, it could be YA, but it's, it's definitely crossover, I think, mm. for sure. Mm-hmm. There's so I feel like there's some adult yeah. books that could easily be read by YA, and I think that's okay because mm-hmm. like there's well there's a whole award for it. It's the yeah. Alex Award. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, but we we put other books on the list like mm-hmm. Perks of Being a Wallflower, 
Um, and Paper Towns. Of course, we had um, to have a John Green book. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, which kind of is that group dynamic that we were talking about. Um, yeah, so just go through it and kind of there's something for everyone in there that is. book there's list. A lot. And if, if we missed a book that you feel is the Breakfast Club like yeah. adjacent, let us know. Mm-hmm. We want to know. Mm-hmm. So we can add mm-hmm. this as a resource for you guys. For sure. Because we are librarians. Sure. Mm hmm. We are. That's what my degree is in. Okay. So, you guys, thanks for listening. For behind the scenes looks and show notes, check out our Instagram at What Y'all Reading Podcast. Have any suggestions for books to read or dad jokes? Email us at What Y'all Reading Podcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, subscribe to the podcast and review us on your favorite podcast app. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Yes, we will. Bye. 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 <laughs>